Samantha of Goddess Awakening. I'm here to hold a safe space and share with you the true and authentic stories of how we got here. Empowering women, elevating for all. Hello and happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We are back with another episode of Goddess Awakening. I have another very lovely guest today, and her name happens to also be Samantha. So welcome, Samantha. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I was um, just talking about you, actually, and I was like, this is a guest that I'm also going to learn a lot about today um, because we only know each other via the Internet so far. Yes. Oh, I'm like I said, I have been so excited and nervous to even do this. Um <laughs> And here we are. I, I'm, I've been, I took notes and then of course I lost the notes. And so we're just going to wing it. <laughs> okay. So it is Valentine's day. Um, I am not really a big Valentine's day person. Um, but Brian, my boyfriend and I actually went out to dinner last night um, there's something about going out to dinner when there's like just tons of couples that it does not excite me. So we'll be staying home tonight, um, couching it up. Um, but it is Valentine's Day and I love pink. So for that part, you know, it's cute and fun. Oh, yeah, definitely have to do it up for the pink. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Valentine's Day either. You know, if we can't do something nice every other day of the year, you know, there's 364 other days of the year. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, Brian and I, my boyfriend and I are actually going to Germany in less than two weeks now. So we're also kind of just saving a little bit of money for that, of course, uh, Germany and then back to back California um, for a retreat. So we've got a little bit of cool things coming up. That sounds really exciting. I don't have anything planned yet for this year. I have been waiting patiently for something to pop up. Um, but I am very excited. I was actually talking about today. Um, we really want to do the Goddess Awakening um, Festival in Hartman. Um, I've got a bunch of friends. This whole last year, I've spent vending at different events. And I have met an incredible group of people like Soul Tribe, you know. Um, and so we're all just trying to bring each other up, you know, continue to build and you know, network with other people. And it has really been quite the experience. Um, I am super grateful for the last year, the people that I have met. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible, really. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It seems like, especially for me, the last year, it's, it's like the people around me have kind of like, become closer. And I've found new people that I feel like are my forever people. So I definitely know what you mean. Um, yes. So speaking about you and vending, so where are you located? I live in Mountain Home, Arkansas. So that's like right in the middle of the state, right under the Missouri border. Um, we are out here in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you, so what do you do? What do you vend? Uh, so I am, I call myself a spiritual taxidermist. Um, I know that sounds like super silly, but... Um, I have been foraging here in the woods since I was a little girl, and I always find bones, <laughs> always. 
And I love bones. And apparently over the last couple of years, bone art has really become a thing. Um, I started to get really heavy into that. And I just had my third child in December of last year or the year before last year. I'm sorry. She just turned a year old. Um, so I kind of had to take a break from actually actively being an artist and take it down a notch. It's hard to try to get things going with a toddler running around grabbing all your paint. (laughs) Um, so what I do is, um, I like to sustainably source, um, bones and furs. Um, a lot of the, Around here, we have a lot of woods. We have the lakes. um, So there's a lot of wildlife. Um, So I've started collecting roadkill to um, because I hate seeing it laying on the side of the road. It just really irks me that somebody would kill an animal and then just leave it there to rot. Uh, It really bothers me. Um, when there's people going out hunting and trapping for fur when we could easily just pick it up off the side of the road. But people don't want to do that stuff anymore because, you know, it's we don't have to anymore. Um, society's made it easy for us. <laughs> we don't have to make our own clothes. We don't have to do any of that. Um, so that's kind of how I started getting into that. Then I started getting into the oddity and curiosity community. And as I've started getting into that, I have met some wildlife rehabbers. So um, I've got to work with some incredible wildlife um, and helping come up with ideas to boost the survival rate in the babies. Um, One of my dear friends, Norma, I actually reached out to you because I thought she would be fantastic for your podcast. Um, She is one of my rehabber friends, and uh, we have come up with an idea that we're going to try to, I I sustainably source the hides, and I want to make, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Basically, take the pelt of an animal and turn it into a hot pack. So when she has babies from different species, the survival rate's low because of course they're away from their mother um, and it's an unfamiliar setting. So the goal is to kind of um, bring in a mother, but not have to take care of one, you know? and uh, hopefully we're, we're going to see this year if it really boosts the um, success rate as far as releasing them back into the wild. And we don't have any pass this year. Fingers crossed that it works because I believe the success rate for um, rehabilitating um, wildlife babies is like in the low 30s. So like 30 percent of them are going to make it back into the wild and the rest will die from being away from nature, the shock of being around humans, you know, or, or disease or illness or being injured. Um, so we're hoping that that really gets there. Um, and I still honestly don't even know where this whole thing is going. I'm just kind of like along for the ride, you know, and it's continuing to evolve as we go. Uh, I actually enrolled into some veterinarian classes. Um, I'm going to go get my vet tech's license because I'm, I'm feeling that the wildlife is, is calling me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've said for a long time that like my ultimate goal is to have a um, giant piece of property, um, ideally with, um, you know, friends that I want to create a community with. And then part of that would be for an event space. Of course, I obviously love um, events. (laughs) And then the other portion would be an animal sanctuary. That's like always been something that Um, animals I'm very passionate about. Like I remember being a kid and I was like, I want to be a veterinarian. And then it was like, oh, being a veterinarian, it takes a lot of school and a lot of science and a lot of classes. Um, But I've always known that animals are, are a deep part of like my mission and like why I'm here on earth. Um, And as of the last like I guess eight months now, um, I've been receptioning at a dog salon and getting tons of knowledge, um, especially around um, dogs and just like taking care of them. And I work with some really awesome people who have been doing this for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, So I'm not sure if it's grooming that's necessarily like part of my plan. And maybe it is, which I'm very happy to learn about grooming. Um, but animals have always been such an important part of my life. Um, so that was another reason I was kind of drawn to your page and what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, I grew up here. We moved here from Illinois in 2000 and, uh, I ended up growing up on my aunt and uncle's miniature horse farm. They had about 40 acres and they would, you know, kick me out of the house, uh, (laughs) and tell me to go play outside don't come home till the bell rings. And so I was pretty much loose with all of the critters. We had horses and pigs and chickens and any critter that I could try and find in the wild. <laughs> I was trying to bring it home and they said, no, don't do that. <laughs> I got in trouble more often than not for trying to bring critters in the house. <laughs> and do you have any animals of your own? I do not at this time. Wow. Uh, I know. I know. It is kind of a shocker. Um, But my life kind of got turned upside down in December. And basically, it's just rebuild from here, you know? Mm -hmm. So how did um, how did you end up coming across the Goddess Awakening um, page? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't, I really don't. I think that I ended up with a friend request or something, or maybe somebody had shared something and I saw it and I was like, Ooh, yes, this is what I'm looking for. You know, we, um, so a friend of mine, um, who I actually am staying with right now, she and I started vending January of last year and we started together And we kind of started doing the little events um, around our area. Of course, it's really Bible Belty. She has, she does cottage core decor um, and art. And, uh, you know, we were really struggling and we're like, we need to find our crowd, first of all. Um, So we did a couple of events that were trial and error. And then we came across... um, Harmony in the Hollow down in Russellville, uh, the Pagan and Pride event. And we were like, oh, yes, we have to go to this. This is going to be this will be where it is. And what turned was a vending event turned into like a four day spiritual retreat where we met all of our soul family. And we were like, oh, my gosh, where have you been all our lives? (laughs) Um, And from there, we've been able to network to 
get more into our niche, you know. So we travel around to different metaphysical events. We've pretty much all taken off the uh, winter. And, uh, of course, the eclipse is coming this year. So that is super exciting. They said that there should be about a million extra people coming to visit Arkansas specifically for the eclipse. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, pretty intense, it sounds. (laughs) I know there's quite a few events that are happening um, that weekend. There's one really big one in Texas that's happening um, that a lot of people I know are going to be participating in. Um, But yeah, like you said, I know a lot of people are talking about just like going camping in Arkansas. Yes, it's going to be incredible. And I know Russellville is one of the places that it's the direct path. Um, Russellville is pretty much like our home base as far as vending Um, after the first Harmony in the Hollow. We've been back twice since, uh, once just to visit, and then um, we went, they had another event there, the Frosted Pumpkin Market, and that was in the fall. And again, it was wonderful. Four days of camping and friends and fun, and they had classes there. We had a great time the whole time. And Russellville's pretty close to Hartman, right? Honestly, I'm not sure where Hartman is. I have to look that up. I I believe so. Um, I want to say I want to say that it is. I'd have to look that up though, because um, I know Hartman is basically west or east of uh, Fort Smith. East of oh yeah, then it it, it should be pretty close then because Fort Smith is like four hours away from where I'm at, and Russellville's three hours south. Okay. Yeah, so it should be in between there somewhere then. Yeah, I think it is because I know there's quite a few people um, that we have met from Goddess Awakening who are from Russellville. So I want to say that's one of the closest, like, you know, bigger cities or bigger towns, whatever you want to call it, in Arkansas. Yeah. I'm from Oklahoma, so um, I just happened to help throw a music festival at this same venue in Arkansas Um, with some people from Arkansas. And then I was like, wait, this is a really cool spot. Um, And haven't really been able to find the right venue in Oklahoma. And um, I, my second home is Nashville and people in uh, Tennessee, basically from Nashville down to Manchester where Bonnery was held. I've just got tons of friends. So I love Arkansas as a meeting place. Um, We've obviously done the festival there. Uh, We've done like New Year's meetups. We've just literally gone to hot springs to, you know, hang out for the weekend. So Arkansas has always been a nice like meeting ground for, for everybody. Yeah. Middle ground. Absolutely. And of course it's the natural state. It's gorgeous here. I love it. All of the woods. There's, there's like 52 national parks here. Um, and that's like one for every weekend of the year, you know? (laughs) Right. I love it here. Uh, This has always been home. I've lived all over the U.S. um, and I always come back here every time, (laughs) every time. Yeah, I end up in Arkansas for all kinds of different things. Um, I think the next time I'll for sure be there. um, One of my new friends, Lisa, is hosting a um, weekend women's retreat in Hot Springs um, in May. So, um, she invited me to that, which I'm really excited about. Um, and it's going to be all women and we're going to go crystal digging and we're going to have dinners together and, um, just a couple of nights in hot springs. So I'm looking forward to that. 
That sounds amazing. And Hot Springs is another one of our home bases. Um, my, my dear friend Norma, she actually lives down there. And we have gone down there and vended a couple of times. We did the Gypsy Soul Fair um, last year uh, down there in Hot Springs. That was a fantastic time as well. Uh, and they actually travel. I believe one of their spots is in Oklahoma as well. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that event um, at some point. It's a fantastic event. Um, everything that they did from top to bottom, opening, putting the whole event on, it was really, really professional, very nice environment for everyone. It, it was great. We all had a wonderful time. Wonderful time. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out. Cause, and that's the thing, too, with Goddess Awakening is it's, when most people think of Goddess Awakening from year one, especially, it's like it's a music festival. Well, it's a music festival and it's it's hard to really put into words exactly what it is we're creating. Um, I've had a couple of people say, you know, it's a movement. Um, it's it's like a whole it's a whole thing. It's not just a music festival. Um, and that's really what I'm trying to incorporate um, intentionally this year is we have the whole main stage that will be um, for performing artists and music and things like that. And then on the second stage, which they actually built the second stage for us um, like three days before the first music festival. So it's unofficially the Goddess Awakening stage. Um but we're going to be using that one exclusively for workshops and ceremony and education and just kind of like roundtable discussions. So that will be a whole space that's happening all weekend long um, that people can come experience. And um, in 2022, after I held my first festival with Goddess Awakening, I, I did what I called field research. I traveled to 14 music festivals after Goddess Awakening and I just literally took in everything that I saw. So, I mean, I was at giant festivals like Coachella, EDC Vegas. And then I went to um, like Sonic Bloom in uh, Colorado, which they're not doing that one this year, unfortunately. But I got to experience that one. And one of the coolest things I saw at that festival that I'm really taking and bringing to God is Waking this year is um, they had kind of like a little carriage looking situation. Um, but it was basically like a non-alcoholic bar and you could order, they had different kinds of elixirs, um, they had cacao drinks, CBD drinks, but it was like cool mocktail type drinks you could enjoy, um, that were non-alcoholic. And at the time I was still drinking alcohol. So I was just like, Oh, this is cool that like, I don't necessarily have to buy a cocktail to be able to drink this cool drink. Um, so that really stuck with me. Um, and then Firefly, they're not having their festival um, anymore either, which is super sad. That was a great festival in Delaware. Um, that was a really cool festival. But it was just like throughout the year, I was taking parts of um, the events and then being like, how can I turn this into something I'll use for my festival? Um and there was a first year festival that I went to in California, um, All Day I Dream, that's what it's called. Um, and it was like a bunch of burners who threw the event. And I want to say there was like 7,000 people the first year. It was an amazing festival. Um, 
the workshop space at All Day I Dream, um, it was just decorated beautifully. They had like ginormous crystals. Uh, they had this one section where it was plants and there was a whole thing that you could read around like plant medicine and how it's healing for us. And I was like, and then you could just come and do your workshop classes there. And they had workshops all weekend long. And I remember there was one about dreams. I love dreams. I need to find a person who's a specialist. I'm calling that in finding the person who's a dream specialist because I have very vivid dreams and I have a journal next to my bed that I will write them down as soon as I can, you know, remember to do it so I could get down any details. Um, but I remember having vivid dreams since, I mean, as a child. So I love dreams. So actually at the last Harmony in the Hollow that I went to, the Frosted Pumpkin, one of my dear friends that I met there, um, she actually taught a dream and nightmare interpretation class. And uh, it was it was really intense. Um, and uh, I actually I had talked to her prior to this because I had a dream from childhood that, or a nightmare that was reoccurring. And I, I wanted to hash that out in a group setting, you know, and 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 get to the root problem of, you know, what what caused this, you know. And um, it it was a really healing experience to dig in um and, and just have everybody around and be there while she interpreted what what this horrific, like it, it haunted my childhood, you know. Um, but I got a lot of clarity out of it, you know. Um, and she's fantastic. Um, her name is Lisa. I, I'll, I'll send you her info when we get through yes, here. Yes, please. I yeah. love dreams. And they're weird. Sometimes I have dreams and I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this, but I need someone to like explain this. Like, why am I dreaming about like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this on podcast. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to whatever. It's my podcast. Yeah. Um, so two, I think it was like two weeks ago now. Um, I was having, I had two separate dreams where I was, sorry, grandma, if you're listening, hopefully she's not. Um, but I was with a guy and it was a different person, different place, d both times. But he was, I was, uh, we were deep throating. Like I was deep throating. It was all the way down. And like, I was enjoying it. It was like a good experience. And then literally like a couple of days later, I'm like sick with bronchitis and like this throat thing. And I'm oh. like, what, what, what's happening here? Um, but then it's like, oh, I don't really want to tell my boyfriend about these weird dreams I'm having. But uh, you know what I mean? But they're not literal either. So it's it's very interesting. And I can remember reoccurring dreams that I had as a child. Like, I remember them now. Um, so I'd be very curious to talk to someone about about my dreams and just kind of go through and see if there's like patterns or things that come up. Um, because I have done a lot of reading, but you know, dreams are so unique and there's so many little things that can change the meanings. Um, but yeah, definitely link me up with Lisa. I'd love to talk to Lisa about some dreams. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, they say that the, your, when you dream, it is your subconscious brain trying to bring attention to something. And I like to always take that into consideration as well. What is this trying to tell me, you know? Mm. Yes. Yeah, there was also some things that I wasn't using my throat chakra for at the time. So I'm kind of curious if that had something to do with it. 
Um, there were some blockages there. So yeah, definitely, definitely a lot to learn from dreams. Um, but how cool just to be in a space where you can talk to other people about, you know, dreams and their experiences. And that's exactly like the kind of environments that I want to create. at Goddess awakening with this workshop space. Like, yes, we want yoga and meditation and breath work and all those beautiful things. And like, I want to have conversations about, you know, hard topics, even um, topics that people, you know, don't necessarily seek out to talk to strangers about. Um, religion is one that definitely comes to mind for me. Um, I was raised Methodist and then Baptist. I have been to church two times uh, since I was 18. So um, a lot to, to dive into there. And my, um, you'll hear me talk about best friend, Brian and boyfriend, Brian. I have, um, I went back yeah. and listened. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I have one of each. Um, Best friend Brian, actually, um, he has gone back to uh, Christian church as of lately. And we've had some conversations around that because I even was like, "Ooh, I don't even want to bring it up. Like, "Ooh, this is weird. Like we have very different beliefs. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like we get to have these conversations in a safe space with people um, and talk about the differences and learn from each other. So those are the kind of um, spaces I'd love to create for Goddess Awakening. Yes, um, the spirituality aspect has really um, taken a hold this last year. And uh, I have really developed some interesting beliefs. I've had a couple of, when I went to the Gypsy Soul Fair, I had a multitude of different readings. I've had um, the first Harmony in the Hollow. I had a mediumship reading with uh, my friend Norma. And she, you know, we, oh man, it was just, it was so intense. It was so intense. I had never been exposed to that. Um, I have been in every religion probably that there was. My grandmother was a Christian psychiatrist and I went to every different denominations, vacation Bible school every week, you know, she was putting me in another one. Um, and of course, you know, we, I live right smack in the middle of the Bible belt. Um, and you know, uh, I have some friends that are Christian and I don't really like to say that I have any kind of religious specific religion. It's more so I have a relationship with whomever created me or whatever created me. And I do believe that there is truth in all of them. You know, so I try to take that aspect. Um, I've, uh, you know, I've been getting kind of into the Bible and uh, as of late, because a lot of people, of course, are, oh, it's the end. You know, it's the second coming. And you kind of have it right. You know, it's the Christ consciousness is rising, you know, and that's where all of these people are waking up. My whole spiritual journey probably took off about five years ago, six years ago. And I've just been like, I was dipping my toes. And this year it was, I jumped headfirst in and it has been a wild ride, but I am loving every minute of it, really. Ugh. Yeah, I've only been into the spiritual world um, now since about the very end of 2020. Lots happened in 2020 for me and everyone else, obviously, but um, we won't get into all the details. Definitely go back to my first podcast episode. You can find out more there. Yes. Um, but spirituality came 
from a friend named Laura, who I'm still dear friends with to this day. She'll be at God's Awakening doing workshops. Um, we do retreats together. Um, and she was like, Reiki. And I was like, what, what is Reiki? Um, and then I took some classes from her and then I got my first Reiki healing. And I remember actually the very first thing I did was I met this girl online and I don't even know where I found her or where she is now, but she did a crystal reading for me. And I was, I was like, I like crystals. Like I'll learn about crystals. And I took like 12 pages of notes and it was just beautiful. And I was like, wow, there's so much out there. Um, so I always say like, I'm a baby spiritual healer. Like I'm growing and I'm learning, which we all are, of course. Um, but that's why bringing the music festival world and EDM music and dance um, together with this spiritual healing and um, creating this community space is so important because those are things that have helped me to heal. And I want everyone else to be able to have a space to experience that as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because honestly, that's what it's about. We're, we're supposed to be helping and healing each other and encouraging each other and being there and pulling each other up and living in our authenticity, you know, um, and to encourage others to do the same. Um, and I love it. As a matter of fact, we went to Walmart today here and, uh, <laughs> uh, of course I, I have a uh, really, really short hair. I shaved my head as to, uh, kind of, you know, start a new spiritual journey. I said, you know what, we're going to get rid of it all. And I finally have decided to grow it back out. So it's getting there. But uh, we were dancing around to the music in Walmart. And of course, all the older people are looking at us and with disapproving looks. But, you know, somebody needed to see it, you know. <laughs> Life's too short. Life's too short, my friends. Enjoy it while we can. Yes, I was in Target last night. Um, we ran out of dog food, so we had to go get dog food, and they were playing uh, Miley Cyrus Flowers. And I absolutely, first of all, love Miley Cyrus, but I love, love, love that song. And I was, like, humming it, like, you know, quietly behaving in public, whatever. And I, we were walking past this woman all by herself in a shopping cart, and she looked totally just like, you know, the average person you'd see at Target. And she was singing, and I was like, oh, yes, yeah, sing it. And then I started singing after that. It was just like, ah, yes, like we're all humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That positive energy transfer, it was just the boost you needed, you know? Uh, to be yourself and do what we're supposed to do. Have a good time. That's what we're here for. Have a good time. Experience all the things. I love it. I really do. Yes. So have you been to a uh, music festival? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have. So I have been to one. Well, I've been to a couple um, in 2019. We drove to Tennessee for the Exit 111 Festival, and we only stayed nice. for two shows, but it was amazing. I wanted to go see the Deftones, and my ex-husband wanted to go and see, oh, who did he see? Lamb of God. And I was, I tried to like pregame, you know, and listen to some Lamb of God because I wasn't very familiar with them. And I was like, oh, maybe this isn't my thing. Oh, absolutely not. We got there and we went to the Lamb of God show first and I had the time of my life. The energy was like insane. And then I was disappointed by the Deftones, which really broke my heart. <laughs> and then uh, I actually, my full first and only festival experience was Birdfest in 
what was it, 2021, I believe. And that was insane. It was insane. Um, I didn't know anybody. I went with this guy that I had been seeing for a while. And, oh, man, but I had the time of my life. I had the time of my life. The EDM stage, I was standing there watching this girl. She had kicked her shoes off, and she's dancing barefoot in the dirt. And she looked up at me, and she said, take your shoes off. (laughs) <laughs> and I started dancing with her. It was it was it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Um, and I think that was the spring bird fest because I, I guess there's two different bird fests. There's one in the fall and one in the spring. It was the smaller of the two. OK. Yeah. Bird fest is a little controversial. I um, have seen and I yeah. have seen <laughs> But honestly, it doesn't surprise me. It, I kind of got that vibe a little bit. But like I said, I also didn't really stick my nose too many places because I you know, was a little shy and trying to behave, but not really. <laughs> I did not behave at all at that <laughs> festival. <laughs> so what kind of music do you listen to just like in your car? Uh, so right now I am totally stuck on 90s dance music. Like, that is what is really getting me through all of the challenging situations that I have going on right now. Um, As a matter of fact, I was out in the front yard dancing earlier to, um, what is that? (sighs) Better Off Alone, some 90s bebop, you know. I was like, yeah, (laughs) singing and dancing, you know, just something to make me move my body, really. Um... Uh, that another night song. I don't know. I I listened to that for like three months straight every day just so I could get myself through work. <laughs> I'm a CNA in long term care as well, so that is definitely something you have to pump yourself up for. <laughs> hmm. Did you get to watch the uh, the the Usher concert on Sunday? I did not. I was actually working um, at the facility that I work at, and I did hear some of it, um, but not much. You should check it out. It was really great. Um, I'm born in '91, so the like late two thousand or yeah, the late two thousands was like my obsessively going to the club era, and that's basically what it was. But it was um, Usher, Alicia Keys. Um, her was on there being a badass playing the guitar and then um, Ludacris and some other people came on and I was just losing my mind because that that was my thing I basically was like only Christian music because that was all I was allowed to listen to and then it was like all of a sudden seventh eighth grade I was like super into like emo screamo music and I would literally go to local shows to go to screamo shows and then all of a sudden rap music, and that's all I listened to literally all through like high school, basically. And then I got to college and it was like Ellie Golding, Skrillex, like what is this EDM music that you speak of? And that's that's been my favorite, I have to say, since um, I went to college in 2010. So since then, um, and I've just been to tons of music festivals, but I do enjoy the multi-genre festivals the most, I have to say. Like, I love to be able to go over and, like, headbang to some EDM music and then pop over and, like, sit in the grass and get some jam band music. 
Um, that's why Bonnaroo, that's my very first festival in 2012. Um, that became my home festival and it's just got literally anything, anyone you can imagine, Bonnaroo's got it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of the things. One, what's the one festival that I want to go to? I believe it's in Michigan. The where they light up Electric the trees. Electric Forest. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, that looks so incredible. Oh. Well, that's funny. I haven't been to that one, and the reason I have not is because it's usually the week um, after or before Bonnaroo, so it's hard to do two festivals back-to-back. Um, and just today, someone sent me a link. I actually have a group on Facebook. It's called um, Festi Fam Events and Gigs, or G- Gigs and Events, and I'll post anytime I see like hiring volunteers needed for festivals. And someone sent me a link today for Electric Forest and it's working with their green team. And you work a total of like three, six hour shifts and you get the weekend pass, meals and camping included. So if you want to go Electric Forest, I know way. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah, you'll have to send me that link because I would absolutely die. It looks like a heck of a fun time. <laughs> yes, it's it looks amazing. It's one that I've been wanting to go to for a long time. Um, but, you know, there's so many music festivals. It's hard to do them all. But eventually, like Tomorrowland, Tomorrow World, it used to be. Um, that's the one over in Europe. Like that's been on my bucket list for probably like 12 years now. Um but obviously camping at a festival in Europe takes a few extra steps and like driving there in your car. So, yeah, I can imagine that would uh, be difficult to drive there. <laughs> yes. And now I've added in. Um, I would say I've been averaging like two retreats a year since the last two years. So now we're adding in retreats into the annual schedule. But if I can go to a festival, get a ticket, get paid hourly, so it's like making up for my time at work that I'm missing, that's that's the move for me. Yeah, sweet deal is what it sounds. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk about? Trying to think. Like I said, I took notes. Um, uh, since you said, you know, hey, do you want to be on here? Uh, I started taking notes, and I lost all my notes. Uh- <laughs> Um, let's see. What's your business name? Uh, it's S&S Creates. Um, okay, so perfect. I have a, um, I have a Facebook page for S&S Creates. I have a group page called Oracle of Anatomy. That's the name of my Etsy shop. I do have a blog that I write on for that. Um, of course the TikTok, I teach people how to do clean the bones. Cause that's like a really big thing with the vulture culture crowd. Um, And uh, I like to also educate about the laws, too, because I may have almost gotten in trouble (laughs) a time or two. You know, you don't think twice about it. You know, I didn't kill this animal, so I'm just going to take this with me. Oh, gosh, no, please don't. (laughs) Birds. Birds are, like, totally off limits. Don't touch a bird if you see it dead. That's all I have to say. Just leave it alone. (laughs) Yeah, my my friend um, does some of this too, actually. And she was talking about that. So what is the rule if you find, is it any bird or is it like hawks? So like if you, um, especially if you find like a bird of prey, you should definitely call your local game and fish um, because they need to get a hold of that before somebody else does. Um, those birds are federally protected. Um, they have like the Federal Migratory Bird Act and that's pretty much 
every bird that migrates. Um, you know, domestic birds is a different story, but I just do, I just steer clear entirely. Uh, it's even, it's, you can't even pick up a feather. <laughs> you can't even pick up a feather. You know, it's, it's just too much of a risk. And, um, like I said, I did almost get in trouble with that not too long ago, unfortunately. Uh, trying to help out the wildlife rehabbers, you have to have special licensing to transport <laughs> um, injured animals. So, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Just call your local game and fish if you find anything because you don't want to deal with that. Like I said, it's a felony. It's a felony. And it honestly, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it at all. You know, um, and like, yes, all different kinds of special critters. You have, you can't have box turtle shells. You can't have any kind of turtle shells either. I just learned that one, as a matter of fact, um, here in the state of Arkansas. And it's so funny because the laws are different everywhere. You have to like look into your state's laws. And then whereas the UK, UK, they have such, you know, lenient bird laws. They can go and pick up birds and taxidermium, turn around, sell them things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't want you to touch any birds of prey. And so I just do my best to encourage everyone to leave that stuff alone. <laughs> that way nobody gets in trouble. I definitely have heard that too. Because mm -hmm. um, when they, you know, they take their talons and their, their beaks and things like that. And you've got poaching too. And of course there's a black market for everything. And, you know, we don't want to encourage that behavior. Right. Definitely. Well, that is some good knowledge today about birds of prey. You just call the people and they will take care of it. Don't yep, take them just yourself. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone and call game and fish. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will definitely um, post the links to all of your pages with this episode. It was very nice to get to know you a little more today. Thank you for having me. I was very excited and I'm glad that I came on. Of course, I was nervous and it, it wasn't we that did bad it. at all. Yeah, we <laughs> did it. Yay. <laughs> well, I will talk to you soon and we will get this episode up very soon so you guys can all take a listen as well. I thank you guys so very much and I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. You too. Have a great evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Goddess Awakening. Check out our link tree in the description for all our socials and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform. As we wrap up, Possibilities would like to give a special thank you to this episode's sponsor, and as much Foundation, paving the way for creative expression in our community. Their commitment to our vision allows us to continue to have these conversations. We are grateful for your continued support in as much foundation.